The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey, IDP Army. Ever think about making your own podcast? Let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make some money with your podcast, too, with no minimum listenership. It's got everything that you need to make a podcast all in one place. So what are you waiting for, IDP Army? Download the free Anchor app and go to anchor.fm to get started today. What is up, IDP Army? Welcome to Defense Matters. We're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. It's me, your host, again, Jordan Reigns, at 50 Shades of Drunk, if you're on Twitter. I'm a senior writer at Dynasty Nerds. Guys, check out the YouTube channel. If you are listening to this on, the, on a, a podcast form, check out the YouTube channel, uh, the IDP Army YouTube channel. Check out the IDPArmy.com. That's where you're going to be able to check out the full rankings that the rankings you will hear here, you can see the entirety of that uh, over on idparmy.com. Uh, follow on Instagram. I've been trying to post stuff more often on Instagram. I made a big push for that last year. If some of you guys follow me over there, guys or gals, but uh, trying to post my rankings over there more too, a little bit and some other content. So follow on the Instagram at the IDP, at IDP Army. So uh, we made it to week 10. Here we are, week 10 IDP rankings. Um, guys, Gals, I hope you're still fighting out there. If things aren't going your way, I'm in a couple, you know, I've watched a few guys come back from 0 and 5, um, and they look like they're making the playoffs right now. Uh, myself coming back from 0 and 4 in one league. So it's, uh, if you're in the middle of the pack or you're still just a couple of games out and you need things to fall your way, don't think that they can't. Um, you should still be putting your best foot forward. Get in there, get in the dance, get in the big dance, get in the playoffs. You'll probably not get that first round by. So what? Just get in there and let your people go to work. So trade deadlines and all that are coming up. So make some smart decisions. Get yourself set up. 
Um, yeah, but anyway, we're here this today. Uh, we're going to talk about my Week 10 rankings. We're going to go over some IDP news, some notes, stuff of that nature. Um, go check out the Dynasty Nerds YouTube channel. I just put up a new uh, episode of In My Defense over there. New episodes of that should be coming out soon. IDP rankings on Dynasty Nerds uh, have been updated, so if you guys have Dynasty GM and all that, you should be able to see that. Uh, yeah, so we'll go ahead and just uh, jump into the... We'll go ahead and jump into the week. Uh, first, we'll go ahead and review quickly the top scores from last week in IDP 1-2-3 scoring. Uh, we had Jerron Reed for the DL. He had 29 points. We had A.J. Klein for the linebackers, 37 points. And then Davis White coming in at the top for the defensive backs, 29.8 points. Right behind uh, Davis White, though, interestingly... A guy that I was a big push for all season, off season was Jabril Peppers, twenty eight point six. Um, that makes for the third twenty plus point game for Peppers since coming back from this injury. So yeah, I think I have some notes here a little bit farther down. We'll talk about him soon. So those were the uh, leaders though for week nine. So if you had any of those guys, you're pretty happy. I don't know if anybody really played Klein or Reed, but some people probably had Davis White in cornerback leagues. I know I just dropped him in a defensive back league like two weeks ago because he's been kind of kind of trash, but. I'm sure somebody played him. Actually, I think I did play him in one of my MFL leagues now that I think about it. But all right, we're going to go ahead and go get to the news and the injury updates. Um, we did have some things happen this past week. Uh, I guess we can do some IR stuff. Vince Williams for the Pittsburgh Steelers actually just went to IR. He was one of those players along with Big Ben that was have COVID um, situation. From what I understand, it's just a close contact thing. They won't be able to practice this week, but they should still be in line to play. Uh, this upcoming Sunday. So if everything comes back clean and clear and they follow the protocol. So um, keep an eye on that. Vince Williams has been pretty really good this season, even though the snaps haven't necessarily been there. He's been he's been an impact player for sure. Um, other COVID news. Uh, Marlon Humphreys was activated from the COVID IR. We did miss him this last week, but apparently he's up and running. So that is good. Uh, some other IR news. The 49ers placed uh, Jaquiski Tart on the the IR. Uh, I'm not really sure if that was COVID-related or what the injury was, but he won't be around for at least three weeks. Devin Kennard was activated from the IR for the Arizona Cardinals, so if you have him in some you know deeper leagues, you know he's now available to play. Uh, we'll see what's up with him and Isaiah Simmons and you know uh, Hassan Reddick has been coming on pretty good as their seems to be their primary pass rusher right now or their primary productive pass rusher so we'll see what happens with that and then Calais Campbell uh he did go out of the the game in the first half this past Sunday with a calf strain he didn't return and from what I saw it says it's likely going to be a multi-week injury so he's going to miss some time unfortunately so nothing we can do about that just you know hope he comes back to help you down the stretch he had a couple of really big games I think he had he had number one overall finish a couple weeks ago so he uh he still got the juice so um, that's kind of all your injury stuff. We're going to go ahead and run through some notes, and then I'll take you guys through my rankings, and then we will close it out. But um, let's go ahead and jump into the notes I have for this past couple of weeks. Uh, week 9, kind of a quiet week for the defensive line. No one went over 30 points. Uh, like I said, Jerron Reed, he had like, like I said, 28.9, 29 points. So he was pretty close, but nobody over 30. And we only had six guys actually uh, score for 20-plus points. So kind of quiet week for the defensive line. A couple of guys I do want to highlight, though, Harold Landry, 
Um, in my opinion, I mean, he continues to be a great defensive line option. You know, if you're on sleeper or LV option, even he's basically discount TJ Watt. Um, he scores in a variety of fashions. It's not just tackles. It's not just sacks. I mean, he kind of, he has the impact play situation going for him and he's playing 90 plus percent of snaps on a pretty regular basis. So, um, this last week, he was one of those six guys that actually went over 20 points. He had four tackles, one pass deflection, a sack, a tackle for a loss, uh, 21 points. He was DL6 on the week this past week. So um, I know I've been kind of touting him a little bit, shilling him for a little over a year now. I've went out and I've acquired him pretty much on almost all of my dynasty, all my dynasty and redraft teams. I've tried to acquire him. There's a couple I don't still have him on, but on most of the teams I really care about, I am a manager of. Uh, Harold Landry, so feeling pretty good about that. Um, Clavon Chason kind of sucks right now. Uh, hopefully you didn't spend a very high draft pick on him this last year, or he's sitting on your taxi squad till he can develop. So that's all the notes I have on him right there. I mean, he played this week. He's just he's basically a ghost in production, in disruption, and in, in all aspects of the game. Um, other notes, J.J. Watt, or not J.J. J. Watt and Justin Houston, um, Kind of just coming to grips with the fact that their ceiling is not what it used to be. It's a lower ceiling. They're still good players. They're still good pass rushers. They're still good IDP options. Uh, but their ceiling is not what it used to be. It's not what some guys that step onto the field are right now. Um, so remember that when you're playing them. It's kind of just my thought process there. They're not necessarily home run hitters even when they hit right now. Um, you know, that might be good for a base hit, though. If we're going to bring a little baseball analogy into it. Um, let's see what we got here. Trey Hendrickson. This is a guy right now. Uh, he was DL2 this past week. Uh, two sacks, third in the NFL currently right now behind only Aaron Donald and Miles Garrett in total sacks. They He has seven and a half. Donald and Garrett both have nine. Dynasty buy for me. He's playing. I know a lot of people have been touting and shilling. Um, oh, what's his face? Davenport with the Saints. But Davenport's never really done anything to impress me. Um, except get drafted where he got drafted and the Saints made a move and everybody's like, Ooh, the Saints made a move. Like this is going to be the guy. He hasn't done shit. I mean, let's be honest. He, you know, I mean, he's maybe graded out. Okay. A couple of times, but even right now on PFF, he grades out like booty. Um, so Kendrickson, Kendrickson is Hendrickson. Little Hendrickson has been playing really well this season though. And he's only 25 years old. Uh, you know, we know Cameron Jordan's kind of slowly kind of not saying he's aging out, but I mean, there is an end to everybody's career. So a guy like Trey Hendrickson, you could have got on waiver wires, which I did pick up on some waiver wires. I'm sure some of you all did too. I mean, he might be this year's Shaq Barrett. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Third in the NFL in sacks right now. Yeah, he's not a flashy name. Yeah, he's not a player that we've necessarily been saying you play every week, but it's to the point to where he should be played every week, essentially. Um, and in Dynasty, he's a buy for me. I'm not going to overpay for him, but if somebody's picked him up and think they're going to be clever and flip him to you pretty cheaply, I mean, just for a pick, a third or a fourth, I mean, I'm probably game on that. Uh, Carlos Dunlap this last week was his first week of his new team, the Seahawks, after getting traded. Uh, 68% of snaps which was huge, finished as a top-five defensive lineman for the first time this season, I'm pretty sure. Uh, 22 points. He was another one of those guys that was really good this week. Uh, like, I probably didn't play him because a lot of people didn't expect that, I don't think, uh, especially the snaps to be there the way they were. I mean, almost 70% of defensive snaps first week there. Um, but his previous season, he had second-most tackles of the season so far. His previous high was nine. He had five total tackles with his first game in Seattle, uh, three tackles for loss, a sack, and two quarterback hits. So, 
I mean, Arrow's trending up for him. I mean, he's another one of those guys. He was really good last year, top 15 DL. He's consistently been a good DL. He can get pass deflections. He can get sacks. You know, he was a squeaky wheel. He got moved. And I think he's going to be a, a good asset for the Seahawks, and it's going to be a good position for him to be in for his future. I mean, right now, I mean, he went from a crappy team to I mean, a team that has a shot to, you know, make some noise in the playoffs maybe. A um, couple of underwhelming players from this last week. Montez Sweat, five points. Bradley Chubb, five points. Khalil Mack, six points for the defensive line. Not what you're looking for, but that's the nature of the position. So, um, Some linebacker notes from this last week and just kind of some things I've been observing. Um, this past week was a big week for sacks for middle linebackers. In the first half of the first round of games, first slate of games, Jayon Brown, Roquan Smith, K.J. Wright, Tremaine Edmonds, and uh, – Boyd Olakun all had sacks in the first half of the first set of games. So it was kind of a, a wild week at linebacker. Had a lot of high scores. I think we had 15 guys that were over 20 points this week. Uh, big linebacker week, and some of these big boys, some of these boys were popping. So it was good to see that. And I mean, the, the points were definitely plentiful for everybody. Um, notes here Devin White, still epic. I mean, this last week, he didn't even do anything flashy. I mean, he had 14 tackles, which, you know, when you put them all together, it's flashy. But seven solo, seven assists, I mean, he didn't even do anything. I mean, he just made some tackles. I mean, we know he's a dynamic playmaker. So that's how you get that's how you get those big spike weeks is when you got a guy that's got a floor, 14 tackles, and he's got a ceiling, you know, multi-sack, pass deflection, tackle for lost games. Once you get all that together, I mean, you're looking at a perfect storm, <clears throat> which leads me to the prototype for this. And a player who, I mean, these two are probably linebacker one and two going into the next year. Uh, Darius Leonard, he had a 15 tackle performance this past week. uh, First week back from his injury, the groin injury, which is awesome. 13 solos, two assists, tackle for loss, fumble recovery. Uh, He returned it for three yards. Then he fumbled it again, but he fumbled it right into his teammate's hand, uh, Okreki. So that was okay. Uh, He ended up with 32.3 points this week. Linebacker four. and last week he had twenty eight. He had twenty eight points last week, and he was linebacker four. So actually, it was second game back from in, injury. <clears throat> so he finished as a top five linebacker back to back week. So Darius Leonard's back. Um, you know, don't 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 uh, don't sell the farm yet. So if you if you held on and you you know believed and you remembered what he was, I mean he's that again right now. Um, slow start to the season, a little injury prone, but I'm not. I won't say prone, a little injury uh, ridden. But now that he's got that behind him, we've got two back-to-back uh, top five performances out of Darius Leonard, so that's awesome. We've had back-to-back. We've had top five performances from Devin White. So, like I said, I think this is going to be one of the more hotly debated topics of uh, 2021 as far as IDP is Darius Leonard or Devin White. Um, moving on, Willie Gay uh, didn't play a lot of snaps this week, but he did have a pretty nice tackle for a loss on Christian McCaffrey that ended up being uh, – call a penalize somehow so it didn't actually count but he made a play on one of the best players in the league right now so i made a mental note of that he didn't really put anything up in the box score but um vince williams i I said something about him earlier about the covid list he currently leads the nfl with 14 and a half tackles for loss which is crazy but there we are um his teammate tj watts right behind him i believe tj watt has 13 and a half yeah so he has one less but still awesome um, Tremaine Edmonds had a 33 points this week, uh, which was awesome in, in week nine this past week. Only his third game over 15 points this season, though. So that's that's like the bad. Like the good part was, yeah, he was awesome this week. The bad part is like the he's been mostly not great. And even when he's been okay this year, it's not been great. So 
Jermaine Edmonds. I know the up the ceiling is just lower than I think everybody thought it would be. Um, I feel like we would see more pops, more spike weeks if there was more ceiling there. Um, this week, like I said, week there's over seven. There were seven linebackers with over thirty points this week. I think there was fifteen with over twenty. So it was a big linebacker week. Um, Kenneth Murray, his snaps were down to fifty-two percent this week, and uh, Kazir White was back up to eighty-eight. So. I mean, you just got to play these guys. We don't know what they're going to do with them, but we know they've both been fairly trustworthy through the first part of the season. Um, they've gotten us where we are. Uh, I'm still rolling out White and Murray everywhere I got them. I mean, it's one or the other or both. So, you know, I'll take those odds. Okay, let's see what we got here. And a couple of uh, guys that are on pace for big seasons right now. We got right now Eric Kendricks is uh, pacing to lead the NFL in, t- in tackles. 168 is what his pace is currently, 16-game pace. Jay, uh, Blake Martinez, 163 tackle pace right behind him, which we've seen Blake Martinez have massive tackle seasons. So I have a little more faith that Blake Martinez finishes uh, in this one. Let's call let's, let's ballpark, ball, blah, 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 ballpark at 145-165 range. Um, I have a little bit more faith that Blake Martinez keeps it up. Bobby Wagner right behind him, 160 tackle pace. But pace, man, I can't talk tonight. And then Jalen Smith, 158. I tweeted some of this stuff out. Guys, follow me on Twitter, at 50 Shades of Drunk. I tweet out some of the stuff that I don't necessarily always put in my shows, too. Uh, some underwhelming performances from this past week. Uh, LVE, nine points. Rashawn Evans, nine points. Kenneth Murray, six points. So, I mean, we know these things happen. I mean, not everybody has a, a monster week. I mean, look at Calvin a couple of weeks ago, zero. You know, you play the whole game, zero. It just happens. Um, offense, defense, special teams, the whole the whole shebang. All right, some defensive back notes before I get into my actual rankings. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, this past week, week nine, no defensive back went over 30 points, which was kind of crazy. Uh, like I said, it, the, lead, the leader was Davis White, 28.9. So he was really close, but still nobody broke that 30 threshold. Jabril Peppers, still a playmaker. I alluded to that earlier to him. Uh, he had an interception uh, this last week, and he had a sack that was called back. So he finished number two on the week, but he could have finished number one. Um, they ended up calling some sort of roughing or some, some penalty was called on him. Um, Jamal Adams had a sack and a half this first game back. I mean, this dude's – He's unreal. Like what he can do, just you know, he's just is he's the most versatile probably player in the NFL. Um, I mean, he just it's it's wild. I don't even know how to describe it. Daniel Sorensen currently is DB five on the season. Yeah, I know. Let that sink in. Daniel Sorensen is DB five on the season from the Kansas City Chiefs. Nine impact plays, fifty seven tackles. He's been all over the place. Um, you know, I talked about him a little bit in the offseason. A little. I'm not going to say I was talking him up. But down the stretch last year to get the the Chiefs to the Super Bowl, I mean, he was a huge part of what got them in those games and what helped them win those games. Um, unsung hero of that team. And it's good to see. I mean, it's just it's cool to watch, you know. So if you picked him up a couple of weeks ago and I was kind of talking about him a little bit after he's kind of consistently putting up some numbers, you've been very happy. <clears throat> uh, and then Jordan Poyer is currently defensive back one on the season, 10 impact plays, 79 tackles. So he's got a pretty big uh, tackle pace too. We had a big bounce back this week from Harrison Smith. This past week, week nine, he had seven solos, three assists, a pass deflection, an interception, a quarterback hit. He was DB five on the week. He had 27 points. So Harrison Smith has been tough this year because he's been up and down and he's been a guy that we've known to be 
um, a little bit more steady, a little more consistent and a higher level of consistency than he has been this year. So it's been tough. Hopefully you didn't bench him. You still stuck with him. Uh, I think I had him. I don't know where I had him this past week in my rankings, but I know I wouldn't have put him anywhere outside of the top 18. So he still should have been. I was suggesting you still played him every week. So I hadn't completely bailed on him yet. Um, and he, he paid off. Uh, some underwhelming defensive backs from this past week. Buda Baker, the king himself, eight points. Uh-oh. Deshaun Elliott, eight points. Anthony Harris, eight points. Kenny Moore, six points. Trey Boston, four points. And then Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, only three. Um, three of those guys I'm still playing every week, basically. Buda Baker, Deshaun Elliott, uh, Trey Boston in, in deeper leagues. Kenny Moore. I mean, all these guys are still playable. Just ignore it. You know, bad weeks happen for everybody. So that kind of concludes the newts. newts. What the heck? I seriously cannot talk tonight. The news and the notes for this past week and the upcoming week. I'm going to quickly take you all through my rankings. Uh, I do have the graphics back. If you've been watching on YouTube and you've just been watching me and watching me, I know last week some people were like, oh, bring the graphics back. They're back. So here we go. We're going to start a defensive line first as always. <clears throat> This week, I am only going to go through my top 12. Um, you know, go check out idparmy.com if you guys want to see my full ranking set. I'm just going to talk through my top 12. It's all my graphics are made for anyway. So, you know, I don't, nobody wants to look at me. So, all right, let's do this YouTube and podcast world. Number one, a defensive line for week 10. I've got Miles Garrett. Two, I've got Joey Bosa. Three, Aaron Donald. Four, Stefan Tuitt. Five, Montez Sweat. Six, DeForest Buckner. Seven, Carlos Dunlap. Eight, Cameron Jordan. Nine, Brian Burns. Ten, Chase Young. Eleven, Brandon Graham. And 12, Cameron Hayward. So, Miles Garrett, obviously, it doesn't really even need to be said. He's an he's probably the best def- edge defender in the NFL. Um, well, it's he and TJ Watt. But he gets Houston this week. Deshaun Watson has been sacked plenty this year. He's, they've been a little better about protecting him as of late. But Miles Garrett is still Miles Garrett. I love that matchup for him. Joey Bosa coming back off the concussion this week, hopefully. Uh, gets Miami. Tua, you know, he's been doing – they've won the past two weeks, but Tua is still a rookie quarterback. He has not faced an edge rusher like Joey Bosa. So I expect there to be some fireworks there. And the run game there is not great, so there will be plenty of uh, opportunities for tackles for loss for Joey Bosa. Three, got Aaron Donald. Uh, you know He should be in every week, top 10 play. Even on his down weeks, he should be solidly considered uh, you know, a top top guy because of the upside that he possesses. Even if, like we said, you know he had that week earlier in the season, I believe he only had two points. He came back the next week. He had 30, 35, 36. So, you keep Aaron Donald in your lineup. This is a divisional matchup against the Seahawks. This will be a pretty good game to watch on Sunday in that afternoon uh, slate. So I'm a, I'm a big Aaron Donald supporter this week. To it coming in right behind him, been playing lights out. He's had a number one finish overall on the week. I believe that was week seven or eight. Get Cincinnati, another, another young quarterback, a rookie. Not a great offensive line situation. And as much as people love to gas up uh, Joe Mixon, I've seen him get tackled for a loss plenty. So the Steelers defense is going to is gonna be tough. This should be a good game. It'll be a really interesting game uh, to watch. It'll be a fun game to watch as a Steelers fan. You know, this is kind of a rivalry game. That whole division is one of the ones where I feel like the rivalries really still mean something. So I'll be watching that closely. Montez Sweat against Detroit. 
Um, he's just been so good down the stretch or this whole season, basically. Started the season, I believe, with the first four games, 41 odd points uh, in three of the four games that he played in the last quarter of the season, weeks five, six, and seven. Put up 51 points. Had a kind of a down week this past week, like I said, but uh, I'm still having faith in, I believe, in Montez Sweat. He's a great player. First round pick. Um, I know Chase Young's on the other side, and that's who everybody loves and wants to talk about. But Montez Sweat is an elite pass rusher in his own right. Uh, DeForest Buckner gets Tennessee. This will be a Thursday night game. This will be fun to watch. Uh, Big Buck, he's been blowing it up this year. Tennessee, uh, they love the run game, so there should be a lot of tackle opportunities. Uh, Tannehill has been, you know, hasn't been sacked a whole lot this year, so he's that's not necessarily something I'm counting on. But DeForest Buckner, divisional game. I think this is going to be a defensive game more of the so than an offensive game this week. Uh, and I think the Bucks are not the Bucks. I think uh, the Indianapolis Colts with the force Buckner kind of leading the way. Uh, and now, like we said, we have Darius Leonard back in the mix. This should be a tough game for Tennessee. So I can see some big plays coming their way. Dunlop, like I said, he finished top five this last week for the first time, pretty much all season uh, gets the Rams. If he's going to be playing 70% of snaps, uh, I'm, I'm in Carlos Dunlop is still good. He should be considered a weekly play. Cameron Jordan, San Francisco. This is another, you know, kind of screwed up quarterback situation. Cameron Jordan has been disappointing this year. Not what we expected, but if there was going to be a get right game for Cameron Jordan, where maybe he does blow up for 35 plus points, uh, this could be it. So look for him to have a, a good game against San Francisco this upcoming week. Brian Burns, this is kind of a little bit of a tougher matchup, but I'm just trusting the skill and the talent of Brian Burns at this point. He gets the Bucks. The Bucks are going to be out for blood, so I could see them, you know, moving the ball methodically. They're going to have a good game plan in, you know, in in motion. So this could be a, a game where Carolina's uh, defense spends a lot of time on the field. Still a young defense. They could get picked apart a little bit. Lots of tackle opportunities. Brian Burns can get up there in the tackles. Maybe he won't get a sack, but maybe he will. I mean, I don't know. He's he's still that. I think he's that good. So I know Tom Brady doesn't give up, give up a lot of sacks, but Brian Burns had a sack earlier this season on Drew Brees. He doesn't give a lot of, a lot of sacks up either. So I'm 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 definitely still in on Brian Burns this week as a top tier play. Uh, Chase Young at ten, Brandon Graham at eleven. You know, Chase Young, you're gonna play him if you've got him. Hopefully, unless you're just super stacked. Um, Brandon Graham, I want to highlight him. I brought him up on. Uh, the uh, Dynasty Nerds in my defense show last week or two weeks ago. He's a guy that I said, you know, well, actually, this is this is even maybe this is three weeks ago on this show. I said something about, you know, he's got a good setup right now where he was he was already pretty high in the rankings and he had a couple of good matchups coming up. And I was like, you know, he could go into his bye week as a top five defensive lineman. And he went into his bye week, I believe. Let me pull this up. because I've got it here. He went into his bye week as defensive lineman four, uh, four or five. So that was huge. I know a lot of people have kind of – he's been a good pass rusher. He's just never been able to really get home the way that he's needed to to score in IDP, but he's doing that this year. He gets the New York Giants. I mean, we know Daniel Jones has fumbling problems. We know the run game on this team is not good. Um, so Brandon Graham is a top top 12 play easily. I should probably have him even a little bit higher on my rankings, but right now I've got him at 11. Check back if you guys want to, you know, he could easily be moved up a little bit before the end of the week just based on how I'm feeling and how things are shaking out. But right now he's a top 12 play, and I have faith for the rest of the season uh, for him to continue what he's been doing. And then Cameron Hayward, I have him at 12, another guy that gets Cincinnati. So, um, you know, I'll – 
you know that I'm a big Cam Hayward fan. Like I said, two, it's up here. And then if we were doing, you know, if you're playing on sleeper, uh, TJ Watt is going to be my number one guy this week. Um, he has been several weeks in the past. Gets Cincinnati. Like I said, I've already got two at four. I would have uh, TJ Watt at one ahead of Miles Garrett if you're playing on sleeper. Um, this week, I'm not going to go through my full 24. I think I said that earlier. So I'm going to go ahead and jump over to the linebacker rankings for week 10. Let's see who we got here. All right. Number one, Darius Leonard. Number two, Blake Martinez. Number three, Bobby Wagner. Number four, Roquan Smith. Number five, Devin White. Number six, Levante David. Number seven, Demario Davis. Number eight, Zach Cunningham. Nine, Eric Kendricks. 10 miles jack 11 jayon brown and 12 <clears throat> freddie prince warner darius leonard number one thursday night football i'm in darius leonard still a playmaker um the tackle floor is still there i mean he is he's that guy i love this this divisional matchup i love i don't know if you guys saw the play i think i retweeted it um but he was on one this last week and he was feeling himself so he knows he's the best linebacker in the league and he's not afraid to scream it let's put it that way <clears throat> two i got blake martinez i love i mean i just love everything about blake martinez he's never gonna let you down which brings me to number three bobby wagner he's never gonna let you down you're never gonna be like oh my gosh like i wish i hadn't started bobby wagner you're never gonna say i wish i hadn't started blake martinez these guys are just so good at just being there for your team every single week. They're kind of like Travis Kelsey-esque in the fact that if you have them on your team, you don't really worry about that position. So I love what they bring to the table. Bobby Wagner was out there feeling himself. He had a couple sacks a week or two ago. That was good to see. So we know the upside is still there for both these guys. Uh, Roquan Smith coming in at four. He hits Minnesota. It's going to be tough to, to to tackle Dalvin Cook, but this is a run first team, and I think I think this could be a fun game to see if Roquan Smith can maybe he's not going to shut Dalvin Cook down, but it'll be interesting to see if he uh, goes out there and tries to assert his dominance uh, as that middle linebacker, knowing that he's up against basically the best, the best or one of the best runners currently in the NFL. Um, I mean, let's just say what it is. He's Dalvin Cook's the best runner in the NFL right now, pretty easily. Devin White, Levante David, back-to-back. These guys have been top-tier all all season. Uh, They're up against Carolina Panthers, who are going to be down Christian McCaffrey. So it's going to be Mike Davis again. So uh, maybe not quite the elusiveness in the running back situation. So I expect them to pile up the tackles. And we know they're both playmakers. Demario Davis, he's been blitzing a lot this year. As per usual, he gets San Francisco. I like the odds of Demario Davis coming up with a sack this week, as well as uh, several tackles and a, maybe a tackle for loss. So I think he's going to have a good week. Zach Cunningham, we know the floor, we know the ceiling. Um, he's has missed some tackles this season, but he got paid. He's never he doesn't play all the snaps, but he's basically the most efficient tackler in the NFL, as far as I can tell. I mean, the dude just gets tackles and he plays like I don't know. He's I think he played like seventy percent of snaps this last week, eighty. I mean, it's wild his that they take him off the field at all, but I guess he's not very good in coverage. Um, Eric Kendricks coming in behind. Like I said earlier, he's pacing to be the number one tackler in the league right now. I don't, th- I don't necessarily believe that that trend stays alive, but maybe it does. But I like his uh, odds this week against Chicago. He's been a playmaker. We know he can have a lot of pass deflections uh, as per last year. We know he can get the tackles now, so I'm not taking him out of my top ten. Miles Jack came back last week, looked great, love it. 
He's back in the mix in the top 10 guy. Jayon Brown, Fred Warner. I don't, you know, Jayon Brown, I was I didn't like dump on him really coming into the season, but I definitely gassed up Rashawn Evans a little bit. But Jayon Brown is clearly the superior talent um, as far as like just being versatile. Uh, Rashawn Evans is an incredible tackler. I don't think he's missed a tackle all season, which is awesome. But Jayon Brown with his pass deflection upside, which he had like three of this last week, and he had a couple of tackles for loss now. He can basically do everything Rashawn Evans can plus. So even though I have several teams where I have both of them, and I play them both every week, and they never really let me down. So the Jayon Brown this week, love him. And then Fred Warner at 12. And just to give you a little taste of what's on the outside of there, I got Jordan Hicks at 13. I got Eric, or Joe Schober at 14. And I got Eric Wilson at 15 this week. So let's scoot on over to the defensive backs for week 10. Number one, we got Buda Baker. Number two, Jamal Adams. Three, Jordan Poyer. Four, Jeremy Chin. Five, Antoine Winfield Jr., six, Jabril Peppers, seven, Justin Simmons, eight, Logan Ryan, nine, Kari Willis, 10, Jesse Bates, 11, John Johnson, and 12, Chuck Clark. Um, Buda Baker and Jamal Adams are one and two. I could flip-flop them, but honestly, I'm just I'm taking Buda because I the tackle floor with Buda is just a little bit higher than Jamal Adams. Not to say Jamal Adams can't get his own, you know, get his own, but Buda Baker's got a little bit higher floor right now, and he's he's also making the impact plays. Moving down to Jordan Poyer, who's currently defensive back number uh, one on the season. Yes, even above Buda Baker, uh, they're actually playing against each other, so this will be a really fun defensive back matchup for anyone. Uh, if you got both guys in that game, that'll be fun. Buda Baker, Jordan Poyer. Jeremy Chin got him at four. Uh, hopefully he comes back from the injury this week. If not, you're going to want to check out this guy, Franklin. I believe his name's Sam Franklin. Um, he also has linebacker and defensive back eligibility uh, in sleeper. So if you're down on Jeremy Chin and you've been playing in a defensive back spot, you should be going to pick up Sam Franklin. I believe his name's Sam Franklin. I'll need to bet that. Follow me on Twitter. I'll say something about it later. Jabril Peppers, like I said earlier, um, I touted him a lot this year coming in. He's now on his third 20-point-plus uh, game, finishes a defensive back two this past week. Jabril Peppers is back. Um, you know, you, Like I said a week or two ago, this is your buy window. Uh, hopefully you listened and bought, bought in, went out, made a move to get him because he's still that dude. The impact plays are there. Like I said, interception this past week. He had a sack that got nullified by a penalty. Could have had a much bigger week. The upside's there. The tackles are there. He had a ten point, or he had a ten plus sack, uh, ten plus tackle performance a week or two ago. So we know. I mean, he is what he is. Jabril Peppers is he's that guy. I had him coming into the season as my defensive back six. I think if he would have played all, you know, I believe whenever you put all of his averages together at the end of the season, he's still going to end up being a top guy. He did start out bad. He did miss a little bit of time with injury, or some playing time. But coming down the stretch here, I'm plugging him into my lineups every week with confidence. Justin Simmons at seven gets Las Vegas. Uh, they've been throwing a lot this year and they've been running a lot this year. Uh, unfortunately, they're running back. Oh, what's his name? Josh Jacobs has not been as good as everybody hoped. So they've been kind of been forced to throw a little bit more. I feel like in this team, uh, they do have weapons now though. But um, Justin Simmons, this you know, again, this is a divisional game, so I expect Justin Simmons to be on his toes, put out, put out his best work. Um, 
Derek Carr hasn't thrown a lot of interceptions this season, but Justin Simmons is a ball hawk. He is very good at getting pass deflections. He had a ton last season. Uh, made a lot of points on pass deflections, which in IDP one, two, three scoring or a three point play and an impact play. So you love a guy that can get you impact plays like Justin Simmons. Logan Ryan, number 10, he was also a top five, five defensive back this past week. I think he actually finished third or fourth, like right next to Buda Baker. They both uh, finished really high this past, or not Buda Baker, Jabril Peppers this last week. They both finished up really high, uh, both these New York Giants uh, safeties. Then we got Kari Willis at nine. Love Kari Willis. Tennessee, this will be a Thursday night game. I'm hoping he kind of has a breakout performance because I feel like he's really flying under the radar this year uh, considering just kind of how consistent he's been. Uh, Jesse Bates, I love Jesse Bates. I love the tackle floor with Jesse Bates. He's grading out really well this year. Uh, he gets Pittsburgh this week, which, again, we I alluded to earlier in the defensive line section. It's going to be a good game this week. I mean, I'm really interested in this Bengals-Steelers game, this division. I love what's going on here. Uh, so it should be a really good matchup. Uh, expect Jesse Bates to be out there doing doing his best work. Uh, you know, Big Ben, love me some Big Ben, but he's he, he's been known to throw a few picks. So Jesse Bates. Wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be shocked if he had the interception this week. John Johnson gets the Seahawks. He hasn't really blown up this week, like or not this week, this season, kind of like he has in past seasons where he's finished as a top five guy. But uh, Seahawks, they like to throw the ball. There should be some pass deflection opportunities and definitely some solo tackle opportunities out there to be had for John Johnson this week. And then Chuck Clark had a great week this past week. He had the fumble recovery for a touchdown, which was a huge play. Love to see that. Uh, it was honestly a real, it was just a funny, funny play to watch. Hopefully you guys all got to see it. Philip Rivers, like on his back, like a turtle reaching up to try to stop him. And like the Chuck Clark jumping over him. It was just, it was just all around amazing play to watch, but love me. These Baltimore defensive backs, all of them, Chuck Clark being the strong safety, obviously kind of makes him the guy that to own there is the premium player, but all these guys have been productive for IDP. Um, from Peters to Clark to Elliott to Humphrey, I mean, all of them have been, you know, they're all, I believe, top 15, uh, top 20 defensive backs, maybe top 30. I think Peters is the lowest one, but he, you know, he's just one or two more interceptions away from putting himself up there in the top 15 pretty easily. So those are my top 12. And just to give you an idea, who's just outside the top 12, you got Kenny Vaccaro at 13, another Thursday night game, Malcolm Butler. At 14, another Thursday night player, uh, Jonathan Abram, and then Taylor Rapp uh, coming in at 15 and 16. So those are my IDP rankings for week 10. Um, this week, I decided just to go through my top uh, 12, four, 12 instead of my top 24 guys. Um, I don't have the graphics, like I said, on YouTube for the top 24. Go check out the rankings on the IDPArmy.com. And you can see my whole, what do I got right now? My defensive backs, I got them down to 85. So, I mean, you can see all my guys for the week. Um, those will be updated and moved around. If you check on Tuesday, if you check on Thursday, they'll probably be different than what they are on Saturday. Just as, you know, things things develop, uh, checking practice reports, checking injury notes, um, you know, all that stuff. So, weather even sometimes place comes into effect. So, hopefully you guys found this value. You guys found this uh, valuable. I uh, appreciate the IDP Army for listening. Uh, leave a rating and review would appreciate that go check out my work my written work on the dynasty nerds website uh, check out my idp rankings there if you want my dynasty rankings idp army has my redraft weekly rankings 
Um, yeah. And if you guys want, I'm going to be doing an ask me anything. Actually, I forgot on the, uh, the fantasy football discord server, which that will be Friday at nine 30 Eastern. I believe, uh, I'll put an, an announcement now on my Twitter, but, uh, yeah, I guess that's all for me this week. Comments appreciated feedback appreciated as always IDP army. I hope you guys go out, kick some ass this week. It's week 10. Go stomp some faces. Go get in the playoffs. Let's do this thing. IDP Army, go kick some ass. Tell them who sent you. Let the rain hit the sand. Build a house on a rock, got a plan. Gotta get stocks, keep them bands. Hear the clock tick, blades on a fan. Used to be mundane on a Monday. Now you have fun day on a Sunday. Cause you're switching it up and you're living it up. You ain't getting it enough.